I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds Got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, they sneak up all the Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening You're pinning words All like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the red room. Moving them goalposts, and, and now and they moved them, yeah, put themselves yeah, out of contention. Yeah, right. Well, think so, about it like this too. Like if you've been, in, like I've been in the arts since I was, Jesus, since I was fourteen. So that's, let's say, a minimum of three decades. Um, <laughs> uh, I thought, yeah, I was so twelve. I, I never grew up <laughs> with an idea that I wasn't a freelancer. Right. Yeah. Right. Now I didn't have to worry about insurance and things as a child, but. What's happened to America is basically they're all being forced to behave, forced to live lives of employment. Right. That mm-hmm. everyone in the arts is just like, yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. yeah. No job security. Got to nope. carry my own insurance. Nope. Welcome, I gotta, right? I got to get a reputation here. of being awesome so that I get more jobs. Mm-hmm. You yeah. shouldn't have voted for right. people to get rid of the unions. Yeah, yeah. what you shouldn't right. have Remember done. Those unions that you yeah. all hated because you were told to hate them. Yeah. Guess what? You know. Exactly. And so everyone in the arts industry is kind of looking at America, just kind of blinking. Yeah. And in a weird way, not telling their stories because they don't understand that story, right? It's like, well, that's just the state of state of play for yeah. us. And yeah, you're going to see a lot of backlash. You're already seeing it. That's why we have the president we have right now. Um, a lot of people are very upset that they got lied to about the American dream. But there's a whole bunch of us out here that never heard that lie. <laughs> and we're just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Welcome to the party. Yeah. Right. What is it Bruce, what, what Bruce Welcome Willis says? Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome, Welcome to the party, party pal. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And it's literally like I dropped a body on your car. <laughs> Welcome to the party. And I'm sitting right. with a machine gun ready right. to shoot down exactly. at you. Hey, right. hey, motherfucker. Hey, hey, help me. So let's, 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 ask, like, let's answer a couple more questions. Okay. okay. And if something comes to you, Lauren, feel free to No, I'm it. just, I mean, I'm just sort of thinking... Mm-hmm. Um, there was something that oh, I think Jeff said about. Oh, I said a lot, so I'm processing. But <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, let me, no, no, let no, me no, jump no, no. But it's all good. No, go it was ahead. all good. Uh, no, no. Go ahead. Find another right. way. Might spark it. All right. Yeah. So this one is from Tamara Tisdale. Okay. So she says she says I'm 27 and I have a pretty stable career as a management consultant in, in the DMV area. Okay. Hey. Where's that? Uh, uh, no, um, Virginia, Maryland, oh, DC. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I'm a creative writer, um, creative slash writer at heart, which is why I'm um, making the transition to film industry. Okay. <clears throat> I'm debating on if I should relocate to ATL or LA to jumpstart my new life. Oh. Um, she put new life I in had. quotes, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, I also have a few solid connections in the film in- industry in both areas, so that's a plus. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you recommend? Well, that kind of sounds like what we talked about when I was Right. Here. So let's tell it from your point of view. You just did this. Okay. So, yes. Uh, I was one stop away removed from the DMV. So, right. yes. Um, here's the thing. It takes a village to make this work. And I was blessed to have that. Right. I was blessed to have someone who was kind enough to say, you can have my spare bedroom and don't worry about paying rent. Okay. Look. That is a blessing. That's big. That's very big. 
Um, all you have to do is watch my kids from time to time. That's fine. I like them. I like your kids. I don't murder them. You're a baby kid. You know them, baby kids. Mostly not murder your children. Um, so I think unless you have those those basic things look good on paper when you're planning, mm-hmm. but there's something about actually being out here and and making that plan work that I just say you know make your plan, check it twice, right. check it a third time, um, because what looks good on paper may not come to life the exact way you planned it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, Atlanta is a hot filming spot mm-hmm. and it has a, a, a cheaper cost of living, but I don't know if it's good in terms of actual working because all the decisions to me are made out here. Right. So why make two stops when you can just make one? Um, good point. I, mean, I, I, mean, I would point. say I, I, I would say I, come here. To write? To write. Not Atlanta. Uh, not Atlanta, yeah. We're working production. Right. Maybe, well, then maybe go to Atlanta. But if, yeah, but, but if, if she wants to write, writing's wants. not, no. Atlanta's not the place. I, go to to, New York. I shouldn't say that so definitively. And right. you're right, you're getting in now. You're at a stage where you're coming here and I've been here a little longer. Because I had that same debate. Do we, do we right. go to Atlanta or do we go here? It's, and it was it's like, the eh. path that you want to take, yeah. for instance. A lot of people on both sides of the line uh, want to do something else. Some writers want to be directors. Ultimately, mm-hmm. they want to end up being directors, but the way they can get at it is this way, they think. Mm-hmm. You could be a production designer. You could be a second AD or office PA or mm-hmm. whatever. You could get, quote-unquote, into the industry by going to Atlanta for a short period and working the entry-level yeah, version a couple credits. of the intro-level mm-hmm. production mm-hmm. job, which doesn't influence <clears throat> your ability to get writing work, right. Right. but it does introduce you to the industry. Mm-hmm. And then you could say, okay, I've been in Atlanta a couple years. I'm now going to move to L.A. Because mm-hmm. you better be in L.A. if you plan on being a writer yeah. of yeah. Anything. filmed anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you have to because yeah. too much of it's based on meeting people. Mm-hmm. You can't meet them at home and you can't meet them in Atlanta. And that, you just and that's, can't. Yeah, and that's why she has, uh, she said she was in management. She works in management consulting. Mm-hmm. I think that actually could parlay into a nice part-time hustle until she finds yeah. her full-time footing yep. in writing. And she can get more work out here than she ever could in Atlanta mm. because everybody in Atlanta has got like 50 side hustles. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I would say, um, you know, make sure you have the basics covered. And the mm-hmm. biggest thing is always roof over your head. I mean, no one will ever let you be homeless or hungry. This I've learned. Um, but there is something about knowing you have a place to lay your head to write that will make this transition a lot easier and a lot better. So um, and, I would say come here. And we I, talked it going good. I also want to ask you, because we sort of glossed over it. Mm-hmm. You talked about it in a relatively glib way, but the shift from a standard corporate life yeah. to this very, very loose point. life. Yeah, yeah. Please talk about that. It, um, as I've worked in that area, I know that rat racy mentality. <laughs> um, you are going to have to really make some internal adjustments to how you measure your success and how you measure your accomplishments and achievements out here. You also have to. You also have to. The thing that I think is the mistake is writing professionally is a job. You will never make it if you wait for inspiration. You must write every day. You must find the two to three to whatever it is. Maybe yeah. it's an hour mm-hmm. to four to five hours every day. To I don't care write. if it's ten minutes. You're going to need you a routine of some sort. Yeah, she's going to need a routine. Yes. Yeah, you you need a routine. That because right. see, because and the thing is, is that it's like you always say, mm-hmm. there's no writer's block. It's like well, here's what the writer's block is: mm-hmm. you have nothing to say. 
you mm. have nothing to say, then you can't write. But then you shouldn't be writing because you got nothing to say. Well, but, but, well, if, but if you got something to say, look, then you'll I'll, find. I'll tell you I'll what. I'll take it a step further than you, that. You, There's no such thing as writer's block. If you have writer's, quote unquote, writer's block and you're not Stephen King going, I can't write, I can't write, right. no one cares. Okay? <laughs> you have signed a contract that right. gives you a deadline by which you better deliver that material. Right. Oh, I have writer's block. Can I have three other days? No. Fuck no, you cannot. No. You're out. Your assistant is now going right. to finish this yeah. and we'll decide whether your name right. goes on the yeah. screen. And I'll take it a step further. I think that it goes back to what Jeff was saying, what you were saying. You don't have enough projects you're working on. Yeah. If you had other hustles going on, you'd be writing, you'd and be I blogging, ask, you'd be doing And I would ask you, you don't have to limit yourself for the rest of your life for this, but you should decide early on for the first blush, what kind of writer, what kind of right. writing am I mm-hmm. going to want to do? Mm-hmm. Because setting aside that time as a screenwriter right. is different than setting aside that time as a TV writer. Mm-hmm. TV is much more flat discipline. Right. Like, you should try if you want to be a TV writer to set. Fi- All right, I don't. I can't remember what the guild minimums are of how when you have to turn in something, but it's contractual. Like how oh. long between outline to script. Oh, what for a feature? For no, for TV. Oh, when oh. you're when you're on staff. Yeah, when you're on staff. I think we we have with ten. They're, days. they're deciding on ten days to okay. two two weeks. The point so, is, yeah. let's say you give yourself ten days to write the outline of your project, right. and then you give yourself another ten days to write the draft. Mm-hmm. Right. Why would you do that? Why would you put that pressure on yourself? Because that's the job. That's what I'm telling people. That's the actual you job. Practice, you got to practice that now. Be okay. ready. Hit the ground as a yeah. pro. Right. Oh, but, but see, can the, I add the one, same, sorry, one more the, thing for, for her? Just sure, to sure, yeah, yeah. no, don't assign deadlines to yourself, as we talked about before. No. Um, don't say, I want to do XYZ in three months. Um, it don't work like that. I've learned the hard way. Um, it's taken a lot of rosé to learn. It doesn't work like that. So please don't um, don't set any unrealistic guidelines for achieving anything because right. it just may not work that way. Right. And it's not you. It's just the timeline. It's just there is no there There's is no, no straight line between point A right. and point B. Well, so, okay, so that is it. That's the perfect <laughs> right. image. Yeah. There are no straight lines in Hollywood. Right. Yeah. Zero. It's right. zigzag. Well, as a okay. Mug. So, but here's the thing about writing features. Two things about that. One. They do give you a deadline. Right. You usually get 12 weeks to turn, right. turn in a draft. The difference between writing a television pilot or an episode as opposed to writing a feature, what I give you the time is, you don't have the room to help you with anything. You got to do it all on, on your own to a certain extent. That's true. Right. Now, the, the thing is, is that, this, and, and this is the trick, with, I think, that a, that, that a lot of feature writers don't get. A lot of times in meetings, someone is is going to read your script and, and like and bring you in, and they're going to ask you, how long did it take you to write this? Mm-hmm. And you cannot say it took me three years. <laughs> Even say, if it took you three you years. Know, you can't say that. You can't three say take Three weeks. Right. You can't say <laughs> Because they're judging, oh, can you get a draft to us in the 12 weeks, then we're going to give eight mm-hmm. weeks to read it, and then we get another six weeks right. to turn around. So they're thinking, can you get us a script that's as good as what we read in, say, like four, in like five months, six mm-hmm. months? And if you come in and go, oh, I spent all this time, blah, 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 and it's, you know, I, I mean, look. Now, possibly it might have taken you two years to write a script, but that two years... If it was just I can only spend it on Sundays, right? right. Then it's not really. It's two not years. really two years. You turn Correct. around and say, "Oh, well, you know, it took me 
42 Sundays to write this. Right. So 42 actual days. And is, of the Sundays, how many hours of that day was you, right? Are you spending? Four. Four, you know, so there's that. But you turn around and you like, and, and, and they go, here's $50,000 <laughs> for <laughs> your first, you know, the, the, the commencement payment on your mm-hmm. script. Write this. Right. You never think what to do. They don't give it to you all at once. Right. Yeah, they it's don't. People are like, oh, you made $150,000 on this. Oh, no, bitch, it took me eight months to get this shit. That's adorable. Yeah, but the thing is, the first payment is going to be enough so you don't have to do anything right. else. Correct. So therefore, you can spend the full time. Right. You should spend it. You, yeah. If you're smart. You just got to spend eight hours a day. you need to establish that discipline prior to someone giving right. you a lot of money. Yep. Because if they give you a lot of money and you disappoint them, that's the end yeah. of you. You better I mean, be on Treat time. it, treat it mm. like, mm. for her, you know, treat it like a day job. You know, yep. you, you come in, you have a routine, you check your right. email or whatever you do first. Bring that same vigor to right. writing. Yep. Make the writing right. your job, you know? Um, and here's the trick. In the writer's room, you can't have your fucking phones in there. Right. So it's been a really an interesting adjustment. They take your I'm, phones? They take, I'm, I'm good at, you that's know a millennial me, when I come thing. to work, Millennials did when that I come to, to work, my shit is off. Millennials you know I mean? did that to us because right, you right. motherfuckers always on the goddamn phone. <laughs> okay. Before, we could bring right. our phones and computers into the room because exactly. we are grown. <laughs> and so look, so you have to discipline yourself yeah. To know when to turn it on and when to turn it off. Yeah. If you ain't getting no work done because you on, you know, Instagram machine with the pictures or you doing, that's why I don't have. And we talked about this. Mm-hmm. This is why I don't have thousands and thousands of people on our Twitter. I don't have time to fucking tweet. Right. Yeah. right. You know what I mean? It's my fault. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? We have the numbers. Yeah. I just right. don't have the time to keep them busy. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So anyway, um, um, so your job, in my opinion, is to get yourself to work. Like you said, treat it like it's a job. Mm-hmm. Come in here, whatever time it is, set that timer mm-hmm. and pretend like it's a real fucking deadline. Yeah. You yeah. have to. To start out, yeah. I would ahead. say the easiest way to segue into that is this. You have leisure time. Okay? If you're serious about this, there's, there's the competition in our environment. People always joke and they think our life is soft. and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. The, There is no job. There is no job area, arena, <clears throat> that has a, a stiffer competition set than coming out to Hollywood and trying to write, mm-hmm. okay? Sports then touch us. They right. can't touch us, right. okay? So understand that that competition is stiff and that right. a great many of the practitioners are excellent. Mm-hmm. Not a few. Right. A mm-hmm. great many people out here who aren't getting anywhere mm-hmm. can write better than people like myself mm-hmm. who are already in the box, right. okay? Mm-hmm. That's your comp. So what you should do is, if you've set aside, let's say, people don't consciously really do this, but let's say about every day you spend about three or four hours after work sort of de- detoxing and mm-hmm. watching your shows and all that kind of stuff, you need to cut an hour off that for just writing mm-hmm. to start. Three, if you do four hours, a quarter of that time mm-hmm. is now just you writing, mm-hmm. and I don't care who calls you, I don't care what your girls want to do, I don't care what your boys want right. to do, what you normally do, that's out, and you need to start saying no to people, mm-hmm. okay? They're gonna, and some of them are going to be like, why are you saying no? Who do you think you are? You're going to get a lot of pushback from regular people, yeah. like, well, you think you're a writer now? Fuck them. They're not your friends, right. okay? <clears throat> After you've got comfortable with that one hour, add two. Add an hour, add it to, to make it to two, and whatever your natural timeline is, mm-hmm. right? Don't don't like okay. I did it for two weeks. Now I'm going to do it right. when it right. feels natural. Do that. Yeah, you yeah. can feel it, right? Yeah, yep. Because what we'll do is slowly edge you into what it actually is like to do this job full time, so mm-hmm. that when someone says, "Okay," as Chris is saying, "Okay, you got 12 weeks to do this thing that technically took you." three years to do, you don't freak out. Because a lot of people freak the hell out when they get their first job. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, they want me to do this in a month? Or I got Mm -hmm. three days to turn in an outline? Mm -hmm. I've never even written an outline. Oh my God. Like, 
you've already done all that. Yeah. Right? You're calm. You walk in, and they're like, who is this person who came from Nebraska? Has <laughs> <laughs> never been on a show before, and is like literally murdering all these seasoned professionals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you plan for it. Yeah, right. yeah. Were you about to say something? Okay, let me get to the second question. Okay. That was just one question. So this is going to be a long cut. episode, which is cool. We're just going to do it in two parts. Cool. 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 You guys cool with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. All right. So the next one came from Tanika Russell. <clears throat> she comes with a question. She says, I currently work for a prominent writer, been there for a few months now, and I've been thinking about not so much as how I can best use my time, but while I'm there, while I'm there, um, I'm also there, I'm there, I'm sorry, let me say that again. I've been, uh, and I've been thinking about not so much as how I can best use my time while I'm there, but what would be my next step on to, to land on a show? I'm thinking more logistically as, as far as I'm putting myself in the best pos- best possible position. Sorry, guys, I can't read right now. I'm no stupid worries. all of a sudden. <laughs> Any thoughts or suggestions would be helpful, and thank you for all you do, yada, yada, yada. So she's a writer's assistant? So she is... Currently working for a prominent writer, so that probably sounds like she's probably... She's out here. She's probably okay. the assistant to the writer or something. Okay. So is okay. what, assistant to one of the writing producers? Because I can't think of a writer that has an assistant that is a below, that's below, like, EP level. Like, well... It's, it's probably someone who's got an overall... Okay. Oh, okay. You know, and right. has an assistant. Right. They're I mean, just I'm, developing, I'm thinking, and they probably don't, they probably aren't in a room. Uh, I mean, or certain feature writers, for certain feature writers, they make enough money Tons. that they have an assistant. And she wants them. to be staffed? Yes. That's the question. Well, I'm going to wait for this answer myself. Okay, look. <laughs> first of all, you've got to disabuse yourself of the notion of the idea of landing on a show. Right. That's not how it works. Um, if you don't have an agent, you ain't getting on a show. Right. Unless you're Gwyneth Paltrow. <clears throat> Ooh, can we come back to that later? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I say that as a blanket statement. Obviously, there are exceptions. Someone may know someone. You right. may impress someone your stage play, and they're like, holy crap, you need to be on my staff. Right. That does happen. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But that's not the straight line. So if you try to play the angle, you're going to get fucked. <laughs> Okay, play it straight, mm-hmm. do everything else, but play it straight. That's the way almost everybody does it. Yeah. Um, what you need to do is start networking out aside from your writer. Mm-hmm. You need to start talking to people in your peer group. Here's what I'm looking for. Here's what I want to do. They're all doing the same thing. You're going to find out who your actual friends are at this point because the whole point of our thing is we share data. One thing writers do is share data. They can tell us to not do it. They can, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, the companies don't like us to share data. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact is the way we work is we help each other by giving backstage scuttlebutt to one another. All of us do this. 100% of us do this no matter what they say in public. Okay, Mm -hmm. so you need to start cultivating those relationships with your fellow writers um, and you don't know what might pop up. You if you're a writer's assistant, it will help you become a writer's room assistant. Mm -hmm. All right. A lot of the shows promote, quote unquote, from within. I'm not always a fan of that. It depends on the writer. But the fact is, most TV shows, when you see a baby writer come in, I would probably guess 50 percent of those baby writers, at least one of them was the writer's assistant in the previous year or on the previous Mm -hmm. show. Okay. Right. right. So um, for several seasons, for sometimes, seasons sometimes right. um, there's a young lady who was a good friend of mine and a fucking amazing writer who was the writer's assistant on Leverage, uh, Rebecca Kirsch. She's the shit. She was the shit when she was an assistant. <clears throat> she makes all other writers room assistants mm-hmm. look like liars. Yeah. OK. <laughs> Rebecca was amazing. And she brought her amazing skills of organization, research, all of that stuff. You, 
if you're not this old, you won't remember this character, but there's a character called Radar O'Reilly in the MASH movie and the right. MASH TV series. And the joke of him was he would finish his boss's sentences right. and anticipate coffees that <laughs> no one even knew they wanted. Like, you know what, I'm a little... And there's a coffee just already sitting there. That was Rebecca, okay? Be Rebecca, okay? Be that writer's right. assistant that everyone finds. Because right now, I'm technic- I think I'm at... Uh, Supervising producer level, mm-hmm. I believe Rebecca's at co EP level now. Mm. Rebecca don't play. Right. Be Rebecca, <clears throat> okay? Um, but that's the way it works. If you're going to come in, you're going to come up that way or through some weird lightning personal connection, right. which might not make you friends in a writer's room, by the way, because all the others, all those others, played it straight. Okay, mm-hmm. so do it. If someone offers you a job, take it. But understand, you might get some bad feelings if it turns out you're a J.B. Abrams' best friend, and that's how <laughs> right. you got the job. Okay, but yes, you should be working harder than. Yeah, you should come right. in to make sure everybody knows you can really mm-hmm. write. You should hit the door running. Right. And I'm gonna tell y'all a story. Yeah. But <clears throat> on the other side of that, yes, right. writers' room assistant, uh, even producers' assistant on on a show. If you have assistant skills, it's actually a good sort of lateral move, and just. Take that time to soak up what a writer's room is like, who who rises and falls, mm-hmm. how the backstabbery works. Like right. I, I'm not one for backstabbery, by the way. I don't. What is it? I, I do not condone right. <laughs> or recommend to be a backstabber, but they exist. So they, they exist like a mother. But here's a trip, though. I would say this: if you are somebody's assistant, my assumption is most times they don't want somebody who's just starting to be there. So they want somebody who has experience to be their assistant because they want you to know what the fuck you're doing. That's right. You know, they don't have to explain anything they wanted. You need to be making it easier for them. So here's been a cool thing about this particular writer's room. Every single day, we all have lunch together. Now we're only three weeks in. We're going into week four, right? We have lunch together. It's a group room. But you we know, work off to your office. We work. Here. We have our offices, but we hardly ever fucking go into Right. We, we, we work together, because I'm not saying anything that's like, you know, things I can't talk about. I'm just right. generalizing about the room. Be careful. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Okay. So, so, but here's a cool thing. We all go for a walk yeah. together. Yeah. And just fucking talk, get to another other. They make sure that you aren't just walking with the same person all the time. It's like, go meet somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, go spend some time. So I've been hanging with some of the writer's assistants sometimes, just trying to figure out who they are and what they want. And I was telling one of them about how good they are. I was like, dude... I know you don't think it, but some of us in here are going to make it and have our own shows. We're watching you. Everybody's watching everybody. Just like the EPs are watching us and watching you, we're watching you too. That's true. You fucking kick ass. And he was like so happy that I said that to him. And I was like, dude, I'm just letting you know. Keep doing it and more. As you do, keep doing. Right. If you're an assistant, in theory, you've already interacted with other assistants. So there's a network of assistants. Correct. By the way, fledgling writers who are not assistants, make friends with the fucking assistants. Because they're either going to end up being executives or they're going to end up being writers ahead of you. Oh, yeah. Okay? Make friends with the assistants. Not all of them because some of them are dicks. But the ones that aren't dicks, (laughs) be friends with them. Okay? But that's a network of people who have information about what shows are looking for a a an assi- uh, a room assistant right. or a producer's assistant. And you already have the assistant experience, which puts you ahead of half the pack. You don't need a personal connection. You don't need a family connection. Mm-hmm. You just haven't done the job already. Right. They call your writer that you're already the assistant for. What's she like as an assistant? She's great. I really hate to lose her. Tell, she's terrible. She's awful. You can't have her. <laughs> right? Like that. Right. That's going to get you a job. Yeah. And then you hit that job like, this is the greatest job that I've you always ever better. wanted. And murder it. And, and, and you get the job as the producer's assistant, like say the EP, yeah. right? And, and you're not in a room a lot. 
because a lot of the times you're handling fucking shit you got to do. But that's your track. But, you have to know what your track is. But here's why that's even more important to me to some extent. If you have illusions of grandeur that one day you want to be a showrunner and you're the assistant to the fucking showrunner, you're on all the phone calls. Yeah. You know everything that's I will going caution on. people with that. You know what I mean? Because you're going to, that's like flying over the U.S. With a, and looking over the middle of the U.S. Right. and calling it the flyover. Well, sure. Because the producer's job, the EP's job, the showrunner's job, there's a lot going on there that has nothing to do with just nothing being a good it. writer. Right. And what you want to be is a good writer. Right. Shauna Rhymes, People forget about this because she's running the world right now. <laughs> she's one hell of a good writer, guys. Correct. The reason she rose is because she kept murdering the other gladiators. Mm-hmm. Why do you think she named them gladiators in Scandal? <laughs> she knows what the hell is up. Right. Okay. Yeah, because 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 mm. then she get the Golden Globe for um, introducing Dorothy Dandridge. Yep. I think that's I right. Think people yeah. forget. But the that. point being is that <clears throat> if your track is towards executive producer, ex- pre- rephrase that. The business side of being a producer, the executive, Mm -hmm. the studio side of being a producer, absolutely dive on to these, being a producer's assistant and learning all the negotiations and all that stuff. But what your goal is is to be a writer, be the writer's room assistant, be the showrunner's assistant as opposed to the big producer's assistant because that's where you're going to learn the That's what I'm talking about. about Okay, sorry. The best practices in writing, right? Um, And it's a path. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other path is... Going to the WGA, becoming a WGA associate, going to the things and making mm-hmm. it known that you're out here to be a writer, that other writers in your peer group are, are uh, you don't know who's going to blow up next week. When you, you know? say that, you mean just like join? Like you just... Well, uh, Hillier can speak more specifically to that, but okay. I believe you can become associate just becoming an associate. Well, well, what do you need to be to be an associate? To, to, well, it's it's like there's there's with the caucus, there's things like mm-hmm. that. Right. So if there's, there's several different ways in to become an associate member, but I think they, it's like an affiliate of some sort. Right, right. Where, for instance, you could write a script that got you in the finals of Austin, okay. Slam Dance, oh, one of those things. Okay. <clears throat> it's a feature, though, oh, okay. for that. And, and if you place in some of the big ones, Did it you qualifies you for the caucus, I I believe, caucus yeah. something mm-hmm. like that. So there's no cold way to just come in? Because nope. there used to be no a sort of sag way. way to do it. No way at no. all. Okay. okay. But you can still come to the guild and come to some of the you, functions. You come to the open meetings. Yeah. The open groups. I, I suggest doing that mm-hmm. only because you'll become, you'll create a community of writers mm-hmm. around yourself. Um, some yeah, at different yeah, levels. Yeah, because there's a bunch of writers I've met at some of the events we have mm-hmm. who aren't part of the guild. They want to they know. I mean, right. yeah, there is stuff that's open. I mean, that's a very good way to meet people. You should meet people that way. I, from my experience, a lot of people who come to the guild are they are de facto generous because they're right. coming to the guild to yeah. like to contribute right. to give mm-hmm. back. You know, because there's because mo- because most writers don't participate in the guild. They that's like right. they don't want to. Most people that are working aren't really there. Yeah, right. it's mm-hmm. and that's 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 what is changing, especially with the younger group. Yeah, the younger writers they're are because when when a few years ago. You know, Chris and I, what was it, like eight of us on the black community? I mean, it was like nobody going. Now there's like 50. 50, (laughs) You know what I mean? But that's my point, right? Right. So there are open events. And I don't mean the movies. I don't even know you can come to those movies. But 
We're not talking about movies where you sit around in the dark and watch no. something that you could just go to the theater and right. see. We're talking about pl- things like the black events, the, panels, the, the panels, all, all that kind right. of stuff. That's year round. You don't have to wait for things like San Diego Comic Con right. or something like that, where you're not going to get anything out of it right. really anyway. But and, and guess what? You can go to the library any day yeah. for free, yeah. walk in the door, show your ID, and sit in there with all kind of writers. Right. Well, now you can't a, speak oh, you though. That's the problem. ID? Yeah. Yeah. Really, I did not know that. But see, yeah. that's the point. Anybody, you don't have to be a right guild member at all. You, you start where you are, right. and you meet people where you are, mm-hmm. and it, it, I don't want to be esoteric. I want to give you something concrete. We've said right. a bunch of concrete things. Understood. If you're already an assistant, you're halfway home. You need to talk to the other assistants that you've obviously interacted with, and who they know, who you know. Someone's looking for one mm-hmm. at some point. Figure out when the breaks are, like mid-season replacements are coming up right now. They're starting to put their rooms together. They obviously don't have writer's assistants because right. they don't have rooms yet. Yeah. Start, That's the last person right, they go hire. Right. That's, that's, <laughs> right. But start putting feelers out <clears throat> right. so that when someone, some writer's assistant is going to get promoted to the staff writer right. and they're going to recommend their replacement. Yep. Be that person. Right? Yeah. So we got another question from this guy, Malcolm Earl Robertson, Robinson. Okay. <clears throat> so he says that, so he has kind of a long thing. So in essence, he talks about how, you know, he started writing screenplays. He's a personal trainer here in L.A., he gave it to a friend of his, and they basically said it was shit, right? So it didn't make him not want to write anymore, but it made him question himself. But he still loves the process. So here's his question. He says, I love writing. And this might, you might love this, Jeff. He says, I love writing about black people in different scenarios than what uh, the one we're used to seeing, westerns, equestrians, oh, pirate movies, King Arthur and his knights. My problem is that I just read a critique of the Black... This is from a few months ago, by the way. Um, I just read a critique on the Black Panther movie by Max S. Gordon. Last week, I read several other Black critiques. Oh, my God, he says. I'm having a panic attack here. Now, I doubt any of my scripts will ever be read, so he's already putting himself down, Um, much less made into a movie to be slammed by these people. But how do you handle such criticism? (laughs) 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 This is this is a good one. I'm almost afraid to continue writing. Okay, oh, so man. so okay, so there's two things I want to say about writing screenplays. One, if someone tells you that the, your script is shit, it's a question of number one, like how many have you written? Uh, Correct. You know, like I will always point to <clears throat> I met Chris McQuarrie, who's mm-hmm. doing the amazing Mission Impossible movies now. Mm-hmm. I met him at the screening of Usual Suspects. Mm-hmm. He said that this was his 12th script. <laughs> How many? 12th. Okay, y'all better script. listen. And he was like, the, <laughs> he said completed. And he said the other 11, no one will ever see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> completed. <laughs> so, yeah. right. so right. you know, it's great that you got the feedback, but it's really... but. Writing movies is really hard. It's mm-hmm. really, really hard in a lot of ways that um, the people's expectations. We've seen so many movies, and it's different than a television show. You watch an episode. I mean, it's, you watch like most of what you watch on a television show is not the pilot, you know. Right. But the movie, every time it's the complete thing, boom, and it's over. I think that there is an opening for these movies for black people in different times that they we have seen them. Mm-hmm. You cannot listen to the critics about Black Panther. Yeah. Black right. Panther is such an anomaly because it is a, <laughs> because on its yeah. on, 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 on 
first and foremost, it's a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. So you must, so you almost cannot use that as a barometer for right. what your work can do, can be for what you're trying to do. Yep. The thing is, you gotta, you, so you have to say, you know, is there a movie that Denzel did that came out that, or Wesley Snipes did, or that someone did, or, I mean, and, and say, look, or you say, is there any movie, like for instance, you could write a, a Mission a Mission Impossible type story mm-hmm. and the lead be black. You can do that. Of course you can. And it would work. Right. Shocking. If you made it, but it has to be good. Your strange yeah. thesis but, has but, intrigued but, but, but me. The thing is, it has to be Jeff good. Jeff said he got six of them right now. Yeah. Yeah. It has to right. be good on, 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 I mean, I mean, you know, I'm sure you, if you live in LA, this guy, I'm sure you've heard that there's been all this talk about putting for years now to put Idris Elba in to play of James course. Bond because people are people are saying we want to see that I don't know how long we've been in this town but there was a huge I said this all the time it was such a missed opportunity there was all this talk post the Bond that Halle Berry was in to do a spinoff right. with right. her character as an action Jinx. As, a, as, right. a, as Jinx as, as an action hero and it, I mean for whatever reason never got to ground it's you can you just gotta write Naomi a Harris movie. Uh, I'm putting you on notice. Uh, I will write you your Money money Penny penny movie. I already wrote the opening and posted it on Twitter. (laughs) I'm ready for you, girl. So so you just have to, I mean, you might get more criticism on... I'm going to find that, Jeff. I didn't see that. I'll send it to you. It's gorgeous. (laughs) If people don't like it, then you might on a television pilot because they know in a pilot, it's like, it's open-ended. Right. This is a screenwriter or a TV writer, this guy? Thank you, screenwriter. So, I mean, it's really about you just got to be able to figure out how to... To me, it's like, objectively, if the... Like, outside of the character being black, is your movie good? Well, and did they oh, say above, what was before? Bad? Is like, your character black? Is your the, movie the, good? The feedback that he got. Did That's they specify the what made it a shit script? Because there could be. He a said he got laughed at. All right, okay. let me say this to you about that. Mm-hmm. I'm older than everyone in this room. Mm-hmm. When I started writing, uh, I. I don't want to tell you the whole stupid story. When I started writing, there were maybe five guys like me, black guys, right. who write science fiction or fantasy. Uh, everyone in every room that I went into. Almost everyone in every room that I went into was like, could it be a little more urban? <laughs> or are you, we read the script and we're really, you wrote this? Like right. when wow. I would finally walk in for the meeting. That was many years ago. Mm-hmm. It's not how it is now. Right. Yeah. But everyone who reads your work and says, it's shit, who gives a shit? Who the fuck are they? Mm-hmm. Are they hiring you? Are they paying you? That was, yeah. My okay. Question. Who read it? Two, who is the person? What's your relationship with that mm-hmm. person? What's in it for them to tell you it's shit? Mm-hmm. First of all, anyone who tells you anything is shit isn't helping you because they haven't told you what they actually mean. Mm-hmm. So fuck them. Straight up. Good point. Critics are, by the way, when they negatively criticize you in the future, if I paraphrase. In critics, fairness, she said it needed a lot of work. Whatever. But okay. whatever. Okay. <clears throat> who was that person and who, what right. gives them that authority? Right. I'm not saying ignore criticism. Mm-hmm. I'm saying always consider the source. But when you're worried about in the future, one day I'm going to put out work and professional critics are going to talk about it. Professional critics aren't talking to you. So who cares what the fuck they say? They're talking to the audience. The critics are for the audience, not for the artist. Mm -hmm. I respect the good ones because sometimes they'll give you an interesting analysis and I didn't think about that about my own work or whatever. But ultimately, they are entirely meaningless to us unless they're helping us sell. If they're not helping us sell, who cares? I don't even think the critics nowadays who do movies do the type of Criticism my th- point. that analysis. I mean, I remember when I was first started off in this uh, coming out here. 
I had a subscription to the BFI Sight and Sound. Mm-hmm. And those guys gave these type of analysis of, of, of movies that was so like, I would never have thought about the movie that way. Right. And, and then I read all these, these American critics, I don't care who it is, and it's like, it's really, it's, um, they're shields for the, for the, they're like, see this movie or don't see this movie. Or here's is, what I would have done. You know, or things like that. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, you know, but, and that's what I think is the, the disservice and the crime of critics in America. It's like, I don't even know, most of them know what they're talking about. Have we <laughs> lost, I think we sort of lost that sort of deep sense of actual analysis that used to be. Um, you know, it's almost like reading prose, reading mm-hmm. some sort of some critiques, and now it's almost reactionary. That's right. Um, You're not wrong. They want to make polarizing. Right. They want right. the attention just as much as the product. Clickbait. So, yeah, it's all clickbait. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just wonder for for this guy, like like you said, who wrote it or who read it, and Here, and, and what kind of feedback? Who are they to give such feedback? Because it's all process. subjective. Writing is a process. Yeah, Chris is absolutely right. One, nothing you write is shit. Nothing you write is from heaven. Everything you write is just writing. Mm-hmm. And your ego, your insecurity is always going to be spoken to. This town will eat you from your ego out. It grabs right. your ego and that's where it starts chewing. And it will eat you till you die mm-hmm. if you let it. So don't let it start before you're even in the game. Mm-hmm. Write a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Assume the first 10 things you write, as Chris has pointed out, are probably not that great. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to be great. <clears throat> Let me, you pick up a guitar and expect to be Prince, you're an idiot. Okay? <laughs> Even dead, Prince is a better guitarist than you. Yeah. Okay? So don't worry about that. Don't put that out of pressure on yourself. Keep writing stuff. Yeah. But what I was getting at before was I was writing stuff with elves. I was writing stuff with alien people interacting, not with hood people, not mm-hmm. that I have anything against hood people. I write them too, right. but just with people. Some of them were black, some of them were Latin, some of them whatever. Some mm-hmm. of them were mo- massive combination of that stuff. But every room I would get into based on these scripts mm-hmm. would be like, Huh? (laughs) Because there weren't a lot of guys like me doing it. And when I would talk to the people of my peer group, my social peer group, Mm -hmm. they're like, why don't you write something real, man? Why don't you do something like that Spike Lee does? And I'm like, because Spike's writing Spike. Jeff's writing Jeff. Right. Okay? You have to be that person. You can't let these randos show up and knock you off your freaking horse. Mm -hmm. It's your horse. You're going to freaking Durango to kill that guy who shot your dog. That's you. (laughs) Well, that's the thing is that you have to write what speaks to you? I mean, like I similar thing. I mean, people would I remember pe- people would always give us that look when you come in the room because you write material that's not what black people are supposed to write. But and 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 that's just the crime of society. Yep. You need to be able to write what speaks to you. The problem you'll get is is that when black people don't like what you write, which is the worst thing. <laughs> but um and 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 they won't like it because it's not. Speaking to their experience, one day we'll do this episode. You know, oh, please invite me so, for that episode. You know, but <clears throat> to, to me, it's like this: you keep writing, and don't be the person who's like, "I got to keep revisiting the one script that I like the idea at, and just kind of keep make it better, make it better, make it better." You know what? If you wrote it and you did four drafts or whatever, five drafts, ten drafts. I mean, some people do that. You you, you had to do it anyway. Right. I remember, yeah. I, you know, Billy Ray does that. All right. loves. To, I mean, he. Tell rewriting. you, yeah. rewriting is everything. But it's like you said, her. It's, it's like what you said earlier. You cannot have the one project. So if you have the story about the black bond, you have the story about the black pirate, you have the story about the black guy, the black knight. Write all those. Get and you know what? Once you keep writing, you'll understand where your problems were. To and then 
and the and the best people to read your material are the ones who will read it and say this is my opinion on where it didn't resonate not if it was shit or that it needs work right. if yeah. it, it's it's just like being in the room you don't criticize mm. without offering solution. a solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have multiple final drafts, I mm. feel. You're, you're, that, that was probably just his first final draft. Right. And if he goes, he can go online and look at scripts and you see how many revisions these suckers go through yeah. all the time. Yeah. If that one person didn't like it, that's fine. There was a whole panel of people who said, this doesn't work right. this way. You've <clears throat> revised it 10 times. Mm-hmm. That's your first final draft. It's never going to be... Like, I look back at stuff that I wrote last week and go, what was I doing? Right. Well, it you know, changes right. from time to time. And, and, you know, just because that one person didn't like it, please don't let that person stop you. It, it is a process. It is a process. It is a process. Uh, I would not stop. I would mm-hmm. just... Put it aside for now. Put that one aside. Come back to it in, in a month or so. That's perfect. In fact, <clears throat> I would say this as a rule. Your job as a screenwriter is to produce product. Right. Okay? So you've got a bunch, obviously, because you've had enough for this person to tell you, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Just write them. Put them in a drawer. Mm-hmm. Write the next one. Put it in a drawer. Don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Put it in a drawer. Write on the, go into that next idea. Keep burning them down. Yeah, you want to have mean, a stack of you, scripts. You have, you have to. You, when I you mean, take that pause, which you eventually will, because you'll be like, God damn, I've been writing a lot of shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then go back to the first one that yep. is no longer your baby. Right. Yep. And just read it. Yep. And when you read it, you'll be like, oh, Jesus Christ, what the hell did I do on page 300? Yep. Or whatever. Page 300. <laughs> okay. A 300 page script. <laughs> that's a mistake. I'm talking about novel writing. But yeah, it's the same principle. Yeah. Uh, you go back and you look at it and you go, okay, on page 35. See, see what I did there? Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, why did I have her say this? Why would I? That makes no freaking sense whatsoever, or whatever. Why well, and fix it? I'll take it. At the same first. time, why is this happening on page thirty-five? Is the page to page twenty-five? Right. right. Like yeah, a lot right. of the a lot of screenwriting is, and that's in any writing is. When do I enter a scene, and when do I leave it? Mm-hmm. A lot of fledgling writers tell you too much. You won't know because you're writing this beautiful right. thing. So when you're on. Let's just set an arbitrary number. Mm-hmm. You're going to write ten scripts. Mm-hmm. You're going to put all of them in a drawer as soon as you're done with the first draft. And you're going to stop at 10, and you're going to go back to number one, mm-hmm. and you're just going to read it. You're not going to read it like, I'm going to edit this. No, just read it. And anything that doesn't um, stick out as crap, okay, great. Assume there's going to be something. Oh, fix it. It's going to be a time. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is it? I, read, I saw this in a movie once where women will spray perfume. No, though, no, they'd spin. They'd put on their new clothes. they say, a friend, look at it, and spin, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, do you notice anything standing out? And they're like, yeah, that brooch. Right, brooch is out. Because it, oh, yes, 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 yes. right? yes. it screws with the overall off, right? It screws with the overall outfit. Mm-hmm. I don't want you looking at the brooch. I want you looking at the whole package, right. right? It's the same thing with the script. Read it, spin. Anything that jumps out, it isn't right. Just cut it or fix well, it. Well, here's yeah. where I was thinking, and we've talked about this a hundred times on this podcast. Part of the reason, part of the reason why I'm able to not have writer's block is because when I write, and this will get to your to your whole thought, when I write. I have the script up that I'm writing, the outline for the next thing that I'm writing, mm-hmm. and then minimize the script I wrote five, six years ago <clears throat> for the exact reason you're saying. Because the writer I am now is not the writer I was six years ago. And if you are, you ain't doing it right. Right. Right? So the way you enter a scene, the way you write prose, the way you write actions should be developing. Yep. Right? So if you go back and pull out a script you did six years ago, yeah, there might be some things that you still like. But you add the voice you are now right. into that, That's right. you're just going to keep growing. That's right. so, that, so when you go blank and you can't write, pull out an old script and put yeah. the new you in it. But yeah. the notion of process is a very strong thing that a lot of writers don't get, especially in the screenwriting, TV writing mm-hmm. industry. 
you have to embrace the fact that multiple hands are going to be on this thing. Multiple people are going to criticize it. A great many people have no training in the actual art form. Right. They're only speaking <clears throat> from the business side, and their concerns are legitimate, but you won't understand why they care about something. Mm-hmm. Like, why do I have to blah, blah? Right. Like, don't Just figure out what the real note is and do it, right? right? If your ego is so set up that you get knocked off the horse every time anyone has something negative to say, yeah. this isn't a job for you. They're a personal right. trainer. Right. The same principle applies. Exactly. The same. Oh, Somebody yeah. doesn't, they won't, you, you wouldn't tell them to, you don't get results after two weeks of training, so you right. quit. No. It's right. going to take longer. It is right. a, it's that's a, that's say, a process. Give me one more. Push oh, up. So give me yeah, one oh, more. You right. keep it, building onto those right. reps, and mm. then you get a decent, exactly. and then you start seeing some gains, that's right? Perfect. You have to have gains with your writing, too. Well, it works the same way. Here's the thing, too, about the personal training thing. You, as a personal trainer, know that everybody doesn't respond to the same workout. Right. So you got to figure out the workout for a creative process that yep. works for you. Exactly. For, because yep. some people can lift heavy. Some people have to do mm-hmm. a lot of reps. Some people got to do the diet and the reps. Some people, there's so much you got to do. That's to, very and, good and, and, and you got to like, and, and, and it's hard as the writer, mainly because you don't know where to make adjustments until someone reads your shit. Right. And getting someone to read your shit is is as is hard as getting a movie. It's harder than getting a movie. Yeah, if you're, tra- if you're, <laughs> training, if you're yeah. training someone, you have objectivity. If it's yes. your own work, you lack that objectivity. So it's hard say, to see your own progress. I'm going to say one very harsh thing. You might actually be a shitty writer. It's possible. Oh, totally there possible. There are a lot of shitty writers, and there's nothing wrong with being a shitty writer except please stop writing if you're a shitty writer. <laughs> but there are things that are fixable. If your structure's off, if your format, I mean, your format is off. If you don't put your story in a sort of a three-act structure, even if it's not called three-act structure, Mm -hmm. that's how human beings have been telling stories for 10,000 years. Stick with the fucking three-act structure. You should at least learn it. At least learn it so you can deviate on purpose rather than tripping over not knowing how to do it. Mm -hmm. If your dialogue isn't plausible, it doesn't have to, people always use the word realistic. There's no such thing as that in fiction. It's plausibly believable dialogue, mm-hmm. okay? Dialogue, you're not writing a documentary, you're writing a story. Mm-hmm. So all it has to do is be internally consistent and sound like something human beings might say. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be like, I watch this documentary on people from, I don't know, uh, uh, New Zealand, mm-hmm. all right? So I set my thing in New Zealand, and they're going to say exactly the dialogue <laughs> that these right. people in yeah. this documentary, don't do that. Yeah. Realism is crap, it's crap, that's ridiculous, <laughs> okay? But embrace the fact that there could be things that are just wrong with the physical properties of your script that makes another person step out. Yeah. I was a script reader for a little while, and Me too. sometimes the stories mm-hmm. probably were great. The story was great, but if the format was off, uh, execution takes you out. Takes execution, you out of the well, see, I mean, yeah, that's I'm a, just like that's uh, thing, I don't have time that's, for this. That's the thing too that a lot of writers, in my opinion, don't do enough of. They don't read enough. Work. They don't need. They don't read enough produced work. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I remember I was talking with someone at the Rise Guild a year or two ago, and I was like, you know, because we get the scripts in the mail right. from the, so this, you know, for consideration. And right. I was like, have oh, you, yeah. and, I, and I was like, have you read these? He's like, no, I don't ever read them. I was like, you don't <laughs> read them. Uh, they're free. What? They're free. <laughs> it's 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 not just free. It's that is that you're getting the stuff. That because you know how we got to vote, right? Mm-hmm. And you vote on what you like, and then they send you their scripts right. and stuff. So it's 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 what the collective body of professionals has said. This is what we think is that the is is at the top tier this year, mm-hmm. and you know whatever you know you might get twenty scripts that you can read in those last two months, mm-hmm. and it's like they're all different writers, they're all different styles, mm-hmm. they're all different stories, everything. But there's but they all they're all at a certain level. They mm-hmm. all have crossed a certain bar. 
And you them. will notice the pattern. And you, you will notice it. And, and, you and, and, will and, notice and, the and, pattern. And, 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 well, and if you don't notice the pattern, Maybe it's not the job for you. then it's not the job <laughs> for you. But Trip, and that's where I'm going is, is you, every time, whether I'm doing a writing assignment, whether I'm writing my own spec script, I will read three to five scripts in the vein that you're talking. It's in the tone of the, the, the genre that I'm writing and go, oh, Wow, I love how they came into the story this way. Mm-hmm. Oh, they introduced the characters that way. Oh, the, the format worked in this. The actions moved like this. Maybe if I create my own little style, then I could take a little bit of that and a little bit of that. That changes the voice in how you write all the time. That's why people read my scripts and be like, this is a total different person than the last script that I read because I keep changing. Because yeah. I keep growing and I keep reading things that inspire me. And to, there's different people in the right. scripts, I presume. It's right. not just the same people in every right. script. Correct. Like, well, you know, I mean, and, and also the thing that, that like I look to do, well, this is maybe too difficult uh, hurdle for me even, you know, the different genre requires a different type of writing. Mm-hmm. So you get, like you said, like you read the five scripts of the mm-hmm. sci-fi or the action. You know, I mean, the, the, the writing in a comedy if you read those scripts, it will not help you if you're going to write a James Bond movie. No, it's, this, this is different, and and how to execute, how they're executing on the page, and everyone who's and and if you read five, like Born Identity, Mission Impossible, blah blah, blah mm-hmm. those scripts look different on the page totally. than everything else, and it's like, and therefore, if you were writing that, and if your script doesn't kind of follow, it's not mimicking that, but it people there's just comfortability of going, oh, I'm in this world again. Right. And I think people, I, and in this town, those readers and stuff, they need to feel that comfortability, right. you know, because that's mainly what you've got to do is make them feel comfortable enough to go. Also, they're reading, I mean, you guys don't really get it. I don't even know how many professional readers there are now, but those readers are reading a lot of scripts. A lot. So they're not really the audience you're searching for because, searching, I don't even know what that word <laughs> is, but they're not the real audience. They're yeah. people who are so deep in the game Correct. that in order to get their eyebrow to go up and go, whoa, this is kind of cool, you really have to do some amazing crap. Don't even try for that. Just write the thing, mm-hmm. whatever anyone's telling you. And you're, by the way, write some black pirates. I need to see some black pirates. Oh, you've been uh, talking about that for years. I've been years. talking about that for years. Uh, let, me, let me throw some names out at you mm-hmm. of movies. Uh, Buck and the Preacher. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think. Oh, Devil in a Blue Dress. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's the other one? Oh, uh, the Hughes brothers did it. Uh, Book of Eli. Book of Eli. Okay. Yeah, right. um, uh, uh, Solaris, uh, the remake, the original. I can't stand the original. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. That's that's disgusting. I'm a horrible person, but I can't stand the original. Uh, the point I'm making is that anyone who's telling you that these subject matters are somehow taboo to have a black lead in them. Please refer them to me so they can kiss all my ass. Okay. Yeah. The, the whole movie, point the, is we need to make people understand that this is not just a fantasy jump. Right. That this is how the world actually grew up. Okay. There actually were stacks of black pirates. There were stacks of interracial inter, interracial crews. There's actually a place that was set up by a bunch of pirates, which had all the different laws that allowed for women to be prominent, to have people of different ethnicities to be prominent. It was all based on merit. Who was yeah. the best pirate? Okay. That's a real place. I can't remember the name of it. It was an island. It's basically whatever their island they made up in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. That was an actual real place. Mm. Okay. Go and look into the history of Charlie Chan. Uh, yeah. One of the most racist characters ever to ro- arrive on screen. Look who his inspiration was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Daniel Day Kim, there's a role for you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's an actual PI in Hawaii who yeah. Charlie Chan's based yeah, yeah, yeah. on, and that guy was badass. Okay, yeah. why that movie hasn't already been made? I don't get it. Now, Paul's going to yell at me, why are you giving people suggestions to make their other movies? Because I'm not going to write that movie. I got my own stuff to do. But you, my brother, if someone's telling you that the subject matter is taboo because of the blackness of your characters or or whoever's listening, my sisters, the femaleness of your characters or all of that stuff, I guarantee you Mm -hmm. in actual real world history, somebody of your ethnicity, somebody of your gender, somebody of your orientation Mm -hmm. did that shit. (laughs) <laughs> okay, the two greatest swordsmen in Europe in the 1500s were mulattoes. They call yeah. them mulattoes back then. Uh, biracial, uh, black and white uh, Frenchman, mm. uh, uh, Alexander Dumas, mm-hmm. and yeah. the Marquis, blah, 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 <laughs> uh, uh, Spanish, <laughs> I can't remember his freaking name, but they were the literally the greatest swordsmen in Europe. And I just learned about the greatest female swordsmen in Europe. Mm. And you know how we know they're the greatest? Because they keep showing in white male straight history books getting <laughs> kicking people's asses. Yeah, like, Damn, this chick showed up and beat all our asses, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so you know write the hell out of that stuff. So Make people know. There's a story I read something the other day. Um, it's like a female group of like detectives or something like that in the in the turn of the century. It's so the, the late 1890s mm-hmm. called the Clockwork Oranges. God damn what? it! And I was like, "Fuck, that's a movie that some woman needs to write, really? or some person, or somebody, or some person right? needs to like, write." I was like, "That it just there's right. so much shit that like, like the, 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 that's the history." See, this is something that I was having a problem. I have a problem with this all the time. Is that people say that they need to have, particularly people of color, are are saying they need to have seen somebody. Do like, the thing. Do do the thing to mm-hmm. say we can do this. Oh, so, and to me, I'm like, fuck it. If someone has done it, right, then it can be done. Right. Correct. You know, it doesn't matter. I don't. I don't care who the race. What is of, that thing? Mm-hmm. A man can do a thing. Another man you just can, can do, do a thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what. It, that, that's all that it is. And I, it's just. I. I. I, I don't know. I. I that, well, that's something truly, that has bothered me about. That you that you need to have known someone black as a writer or, or a pirate. Just fuck it. I, you're right. There were black pirates. There had to be black pirates. I did research for a, a science fiction thing set 150, 200 years in the future, but I wanted to make sure that people weren't going to be able to run at me when I made my two female characters the leads of this very big adventure. Hmm. So I just started looking, just so I would be able to win the argument, because mm-hmm. I sort of know this stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. I found so many women. There's a Vietnamese chick that uh, lived the Cinderella story, really? except at the end of her Cinderella story when her, her wicked uh, stepbrother and, and his wife basically treated her like crap and she was like, you know what, bite me. Runs away into the forest, runs into a bunch of bandits, hmm. becomes the leader of the bandits, really? comes back, kills the shit out of everybody, <laughs> runs the province that she's now taken over, and one of the months in the Vietnamese calendar is now named after her as is the province. Wow. Okay, and I'm like... And I'm just some black dude. Like, <laughs> y'all should just know shit. Okay? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, you should. But see, to me, it's like, I, it's the thing that I was saying all along, too, about, if you think about also how it would work in the box office, I was saying the minute I walked out of Blade... Um, if you say Blade 3, I'm going to kill you. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. The first one? Out of Blade Runner. Oh, Blade, Blade Runner. Okay. The, the new one? Yeah, the new, yeah. About the... Oh, 2048? 2048, If the main character was black... That's a different movie. If that character was Chiwetel Ejiofor, as opposed to Ryan Gosling, you have a movie that is so incredibly different. And also, I think that all the little like Afrofuturism that exploded from Black Panther, mm-hmm. 
Could have started on that movie. Yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. Totally. And it didn't. Mm-hmm. So, dream bigger. That's yeah. what's up. You're you're in the world. Dream bigger. On that note, cool. That's what's up. You got anything else, Lauren? That's hitting you before we go? No, I just I just want to know: was it his cousin Pookie, or was it nah. somebody that had actual experience? Like, because they're right. going to give you two right. different sets of feedback. Right? I mean, he just had a he just had a female writer friend of his. Yeah. So. Okay. So yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe she wrote children's books. I don't know. I right. I think. Ninety nine percent of the stories are valid. Like you said, maybe there's some structural issues that could be fixed, or not. but no. or not. Like I just when someone just says that and there's no constructive feedback, yeah. I just wonder. I keep it moving. Yeah, if they have a problem, Don't they stop should writing. tell you what the problem is and how to fix right. it. If they're right. trying to help you, was right. there what, did, was was there pacing issues? Were there right. pacing right. issues? Were right. there were the characters not relatable? Were they not believable? Was something yeah. wrong with the dialogue? Well, like tell funny, me what? Whatever, yeah. yeah. Tell me what it is, other than yeah, just a blanket statement. There's, there's so, an art to giving notes. You shouldn't be reading is. people's scripts if you ain't planning to give them notes. Yes. And you shouldn't give people scripts if you aren't ready to take them. Facts. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Don't worry about the critics. So on that note, <clears throat> thank y'all. Appreciate it. That's going to be a good little part one and part two. Damn, yo. So uh, where you at, Lauren Warren? Uh, you can find me at uh, Nerds of Preycast on Twitter. What? Uh, I am Lauren P. Also on the my personal Twitters, where you will find me um, posting otters and talking about you, movies and films. We follow each other. We do. Yeah, I love those freaking otters. <laughs> they make me so happy every time. That started um, serendipitously, but yes, uh, you can find me. You can find me there. Um, I try not to talk too political this year because it was really yeah. affecting my writing. <laughs> right. But uh, last year I, I did a lot well, of tweets about toupee fiasco. But <laughs> <laughs> toupee fiasco. But this year wow. I, I'm, I'm more focused on the craft now that I'm out here. So yeah. it's like I only have so many cares and right. I can't care about him so much. So I focus on <laughs> you my, after, my writing. You went after toupee fiasco? Is that what you call it? Toupé I love fiasco. it. Yeah. Toupee fiasco. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, you can Nerds Precast. Awesome. Uh, I am Lauren P. on Twitter. Um, you know, give us a shout. Uh, we talk about uh, comics, film, uh, TV, all the entertainment things um, for nerdy black women just nerding out. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, you at, Chris? At the moment, I'm just on unauthorized <laughs> CBD <laughs> on Twitter. And, uh, I feel like he has this like, secret. I know. He did, like, yeah. Hit uh, man for so long. <laughs> on, on Twitter and Instagram. No, I had something crazy. I had to chill out this dude in South happened. America. <laughs> You know those those. He always got some drama, don't he? <laughs> I have serious drama. I'm so mad about it. I didn't want to get into it. I'm so mad. But, it uh, made me burn down the whole village. I only wanted to kill the one guy. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's that's right. So, okay. Uh, we're about me. to come out with a Patreon. We've, you oh, yeah, it's going to drop tomorrow, oh, right? Yes. When we drop See, this. That's what you lead with. Awesome. Forgot about that. Yeah. So, yeah. This is dropping tomorrow. Buddy. Okay. Sweet. I'll check it out. The next two weeks, actually, because we're going to do a two part. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's gonna right. be, this is a long ass episode. So. <laughs> that's your fault. You started it. It's fine. <laughs> we were going to do two anyway, and I was like, fuck it, let's just keep going. Okay. Man, you know? um, and it took us an hour to get to the QA. <laughs> anyway, so. Well, the first question was like an hour itself. Because like, you would yip yapping and jaw jaw. Your job as an editor is to cut that down. So I look good. Nah, you be all right. Uh, where you at, Big uh, Bro Jeff? Same Thorne. old place. Game of Thorns. Don't follow me. Don't if you can't take it. Um, I'm not kidding. Uh, JeffreyThorn.com. Let me um, ask you really quickly. Yeah. Now, you're on Twitter a lot. It seems like that. It seems it? like it. How do you 
Honestly? Do you turn it off when you're writing? What do you do? I'm one of those rare writers who needs clutter. I'm one of the writers who needs clutter. If you were in my house when mm-hmm. I'm writing, uh, I put on a movie that mm-hmm. I've already seen and know well. Right. Turn the sound down. Yes. So it's just like the sound of people talking okay. in the other Got room. It. I need that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of the way I was enculturated as a writer. I didn't have back when I wasn't employed, right. I was writing wherever. So I had to learn how to write in restaurants, not coffee shops, right. restaurants, <laughs> on buses, mm-hmm. in somebody else's house, whatever. Um, the Twitter thing is this. Uh, when I work for John Rogers, mm-hmm. um, he has this thing called the 48. You do 48 minutes where you're actively in the room doing room stuff, and you're 12 minutes to handle your business. Oh, my God. That is. Uh, I recommend that. It is, that is a, I don't know how he arrived at that. I do 45, and I didn't even realize that that's what it was. A lot of it's a natural thing. I think he somehow netted it down to 48 specifically sure. somehow, because he's a freak and a genius. <laughs> but um, so when I'm writing... Uh, I, Twitter's there. It pings sometimes. Mm-hmm. Time, like you'll see it move in the back, mm-hmm. back, whatever. And when I have a break in my thought process, it's a palate cleanser. Hmm. So I instantly shift over. So it looks like, how is he, like, right. how is he writing and doing this? <laughs> exactly. But if you space the, the tweets, there'll be a cluster of tweets, and then there'll be a blank space, and there'll be another cluster right. of tweets. It right. doesn't work out to 48-12 every time, sure. but they are clustered. They're always clustered. So... Anytime I'm just tweeting, 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 it's because I'm not working. But if I'm tweeting and then there's a break, tweeting and then there's a break, that's me at work. Um, Because that's I do something similar where I work out. I work for 45 minutes. I set my alarm. The alarm goes off, mm -hmm. and then I do Mm push-ups. I do some abs for like 10 minutes, and then I go back. These words mean nothing to me (laughs) (laughs) because I'm insecure. I was with you. I was with you up until. What you do when you take the break. Take, like, take some of my insecurity and you're going to do it. Oh, anyway. Well, I'm insecure. I'm plenty insecure. I used to be an actor, remember? Every time I see the mirror, I'm like, really? This is what we've come to? But um, yeah, I mean, it's a good rule. It's a good rule for fledglings, too. It's a good pattern to put yourself in. Even if your showrunner doesn't do that, mm-hmm. your natural rhythm, you'll find, as, as Hilliard has right. just so said. So now when I'm in a room, I'll go in my office and just It's do a natural break. Right. But it's a natural break. It's <clears> something about probably your circadian rhythms or some shit that John right. will explain. He's a, <laughs> like I said, he's a genius and a freak. But um, that's basically it. And I, okay. I like the interaction of Twitter. I'm a very verbal social person. So I know it's shocking. And um, <laughs> I meet a lot of people. Like, I'll have a random idea in the middle of writing something, and I can literally go on Twitter and say, hey, hive mind, do you know X? Mm. And almost every time, somebody comes back with some shit I can use. Mm. So they're like my research team in a lot of cases. They mm. don't realize that I'm getting something I never even back. think about utilizing that like that. Absolutely, That's dude. Smart, Look, if I'm going to put up with trolls, right. then I'm going to use the beautiful thing that the internet should always have been for what it was intended to be. Meeting people I would not otherwise meet mm. and getting information I could not otherwise easily get. Also, my news comes from people who are on the ground in Beirut, where they're like, here's what ABC is telling you. This is my cell phone camera. (laughs) Okay? These motherfuckers are bombing us. I don't know what ABC is talking about. They're like, we're chilling by the pool. Literally right here. Look, there's another one that just went down. That pool they showed you just blew up. I don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) Right? But literally, like you're getting right on the street, straight up things. People put their missing children up. Mm. Like... There are many benign aspects to some of this horrible shit. So if I got to eat the crap from these trolls, I'm going to get the good stuff, too. Okay, cool. So That's what's up. <clears throat> and I am your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter, at Hilliard Guest. You can follow the show, ScreenwritersRR, on Twitter. Any questions, ScreenwritersRantRoom at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes, give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics. Um, Stitcher, 
Apple Podcast, whatever you guys listen to. Um, how are we going to put out the Patreon? Should we let them know now? Should Can we? I ask you a weird what? question? Go ahead. You like broke crazy records last year with this podcast, and it's on the Apple iTunes thing. Have you ever approached Apple and said, let's do this with cameras on us? Like, let's no. like do it as a show show? Because you get some people up in here, no. and they tell the truth. I'd watch. I'd watch. And you got the viewership. Yep. No. <laughs> He's Think blink, about it. Blink, blink, blink. Like time. <laughs> time what? That's advertising dollars. You it's got the time same to make time. money. It's the no, same no. time. Just camera set up. Really, it's an unscripted show. You well, just we go, here's talk, what we're going to do. We talked about it a couple of times. Chris was going to bring his brother in. They were going to film it and stuff like that. We okay. just Look, stationary locked off cameras. Right. One maybe GoPro guy walking around. It's a lock. And... Maybe it's this room. Maybe yeah. it's another room. I don't we know. need some more lighting in there for that. I'm just room. throwing stuff at you, man. <laughs> we, we've talked. Okay. Well, you we've know, talked. I think if you put a camera here and then put a camera there, mm-hmm. then you the natural light. Yeah. Because I think that, whoever's here is usually dark, though. Well, just the, well, well that why because of the. So you got to put them on this side, right? So yeah, the table's just all on this you know, side. So yeah. it's more like a panel discussion, yeah, right. as opposed to yeah. Because At any rate, because that way we that way we don't need lighting necessarily. I'm so sorry. Anyway, it's all good. It's all good. <clears throat> so um, that's why the Patreon is necessary, people. Yes. Right. Yes. Hit that Patreon. Exactly. I'm trying to figure out what my Patreon is supposed to be. <laughs> I'm gonna. You know what? Let's. Uh, it'll be in the show notes. I'll send you. We'll send you something to say. What, what are those? I don't know. Wow, you guys are evil. okay. Come on now. Really? You're stupid. That's just. <laughs> it'll be in the show notes for this episode. It'll be in the show notes. All right, cool. So thank y'all. We appreciate y'all. Um, all the shout outs to all the countries that listen to the show. We appreciate it. All the all the Lisa. people. Yeah, who? Lisa Bolacaja. We don't know who that is. The street nerd. Oh, he just pulled a Mariah. I don't know her. Wow. That's bad. Wow. Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> Never heard of her. Be my um, cult jam. Come back. <laughs> this is ugly. Uh, big shout out to you, Lisa. Uh, all, shout out to all the people who sent in a couple questions there. We appreciate y'all. Um, we need to do that a little bit more often. You see some of those are from a couple months ago. Um, we got plenty more. I just read a couple of them. Um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, Looking forward to going into week four tomorrow in the writer's room, having a blast. It's, 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 it's awesome. I fucking love it. Every day at some place I find myself sitting there going, I'm in the fucking room really getting it I, in. I am Jack's Aww. complete you know jealousy. <laughs> yeah. You be in a 900 room. I'll be back. So anyway, um, you know, shout out to y'all motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> so you know how we're doing on the rant room on this show? We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? Wakanda. I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds Got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Red Room. Red Room. Red Room.